0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation
1: for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young.
2: Good afternoon, and welcome again to another Transformation for Success show. I am your host, Dr. Barbara Young, and today, know that this is your day for encouragement, hope, and and information through the incredible stories of men and women who've transformed their lives to greater emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. I'm here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tune in each week. And I want you to call in your questions. Well, actually, no. Today, I want you to live... Or Skype your comments or questions to me during the show at dr. Barbara Young I invite you to mail your feedback comments to me at info at transformationforsuccess.com now you can connect with me on my channel page Facebook Twitter and LinkedIn and browse around my website at transformationforsuccess.com because my mission is to provide you with spiritual and emotional support at all three levels body mind, and spirit. So take time to browse my website, to look at my life empowerment seminars, coaching sessions, webinars, networking events, and retreats, which I call advances, because we're moving forward, not backward. And these are all designed to help you grow and move forward on your journey from where you are to where you want to be. So today, I have the very internationally renowned, and I call her famous, Miss Susan L. Taylor, Editor-in-Chief Emeritus of Essence Magazine and founder, CEO of the National CARES Mentoring Program. Good afternoon, Miss Susan Taylor. Well, good afternoon. I'm so happy to be with you. Well, I am so happy that you are here on the show today to share all this information that you have to share. And I want to say congratulations to you for all the work, Susan, that you do. And I've been a long admirer of your work and what you do. And I just love you. So thank you for taking time to be on the show. Oh, it's my honor and my joy. (laughs) Well, listeners are going to be in for a treat because uh, Miss Taylor is going to share her transformation journey before and after 27 years as the chief editor of Essence magazine and also the visionary who was credited with building the brand. I want to share just a little bit about her, and before we go into our interview, she's editor of eight books and the author of four books and is a much sought-after speaker, inspiring hope and encouragement to individuals to reclaim their lives. And she empowers leaders who are devoted to creating peace. And God knows we need peace in this world. Effective schools and safe, sustaining communities. Susan is a lifelong activist, and she's going to share her passion today, wedded to her deep love for her community in founding the National Cares Mentoring Movement, and how she has absolutely recruited her Volunteer Army of Passionate Cares. So I entitled the show today, A Volunteer Army of Cares. So Susan, again, you have had quite a journey, and I'm just thrilled to share this time with you. So you have such an incredible background and interesting transition. So I want you just to begin very briefly where it all began in Harlem, working in your father's clothing store.
1: All I grew about? up in my
2: father's, my
3: father's boutique, Larry's Specialty Shop. It's where I learned how to count pennies. You know, I started with pennies and then moved up to dollars and, and learned how to present myself and helped my father sell his stockings first and then skirts and blouses and lingerie. So I was really tutored by my father, who was a retailer.
2: And, you know, one of the interesting things I found out is that this, he was a fourth-generation entrepreneur. Well, I'm the fourth-generation Oh, you're the fourth-generation entrepreneur. Right. entrepreneur. Yeah, he's Oh, my God. Generation. Isn't that wonderful? That's, what a legacy. Yes, indeed. Oh. Yes, indeed. Now, how did you happen to found your own company at 23 years of age? My God. I was still running around trying to figure out what I was going to do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you know, I looked around, and I saw that the, there was really no uh, way that we, as women of color, could find cosmetics that were suitable for our skin. And I thought I wanted to be an actress. I wasn't a great actress. And I said, rather than follow, (laughs) you know, somebody who I admired on the screen, let me follow my own heart Mm -hmm. and begin to really look at what I really wanted to do and what I thought I could give to the world. And that led me to cosmetology school. And to and at that time, I was married to a man who was a hairdresser. Oh, wow. And so I created yeah I created a cosmetics company that had pigments for women of color and that led me to Essence magazine they heard about my company and invited me in for an interview and I became the beauty editor of the magazine and I did wow. that for a year before becoming the fashion and beauty editor which I served as for 9 years together well 10 years actually before moving uh-huh. on to be the chief editor for the next 27 years
2: That is an interesting story. Do you feel that uh, when you were small, this child growing up and in your father's store, did you have that sense that there was a special uh, assignment, a, a special calling on your life to do these great things that you've done? Oh, not
3: at all. Not at all. What I wanted to do was get out of that store and go outside and play. I wanted to jump <laughs> rope
2: and play hopscotch. Are you kidding? <laughs> no way. <laughs> but
3: you know, life,
2: all, so you really didn't have that sense here. of, I'm going to be this very famous person and to really effectively transform a lot of lives in the world. You had no idea about that. <laughs>
3: No, well, I think we're all here on assignment, Dr. B.
2: Yes, And, you know, some
3: are. of us get to do it in the spotlight, and others get to do it quietly, but we each, you know, each of us is here to really give our gifts to the world. And I think all too often what we do is we ask, you know, what can I get rather than what can I give? And when you are in alignment with mm-hmm. what your purpose is and why you were created, then the Holy Spirit puts in your hands everything you need to do that work.
2: How did you discover that? Because while you were at Essence, you championed spiritual growth as a pathway to total being and a meaningful life. And how did you come to realize that and then more importantly, bring it to fruition? Well,
3: you know, I'm still evolving. And sometimes people think because you've written books about spirituality, and certainly mm-hmm. I wrote my column in the Spirit, you know, for mm-hmm. 27 years, that you have it all together. But life is a challenge for all of us. And because I was succeeding a woman who was so brilliant, Marsha Ann Gillespie, who was writing about oh, yeah. all sorts of magnificent <laughs> things. You remember, Marcia, yes?
2: Yes, I do. And, and I said, what
3: will I ever write about? And I said, what do you know? What do you care about? What path do you want? Spiritual path. And that's how the column became to be known as in the spirit and I began doing that writing. That writing, Doctor B, for my own development. And I have to tell you that it was really stunning to to learn that we were all on the same path, that everybody we still are. You know, trying to be our best selves trying to learn to forgive ourselves to forgive one another and to just you know aim for the best within ourselves and to develop that. So, so my true. my journey at essence really called me to write an editorial that I didn't feel prepared to write but in taking on that challenge who knew that it would become you know Probably, probably, I'm sure it was the the most. I shouldn't even say that. I don't feel good saying that it was the most popular column in the magazine, but it was very popular.
2: But it was very popular, and I know I kept up with it, and I know many of my friends did. And it was so inspiring to have a sister friend really, you know, write something. And today, what do you think women are? And you know, I don't leave the men out, but it's it's this the world we live in, um, and how to inspire people to. Be more kind. We got social media now. To be more loving and to be kind, uh, especially sisters to each other. And I'm not just talking about sisters of color, I'm talking about all of the females. We're female inhumanity to inhumanity is still something that I feel is something we grapple with. So what would you say to listeners who want to be more loving and kind? but they're bitter. They're still resentful. Uh, I I would imagine, Susan, you may have had challenges with women who are resentful because you're successful or maybe you have something and they feel, I don't have it. And, and it's constantly a a, a friction. Uh, What, how do you handle that?
3: (laughs) You know, I think what we have to do, uh, Dr. B is to begin to
2: see one another's
3: pain more than the behavior that you know something I wrote 30 years ago that since has gone viral it's this trying to understand if I didn't feel that my mother really liked me I knew she Mm -hmm. loved me but I didn't feel that she liked me I was wrong she liked me in the way that she was capable of liking Mm -hmm. and loving me and what I wrote is that hurt people hurt people yes and when people are hurting they bring their pain with them wherever they go and so what we have to begin to do is not take one another's behavior personally because I'm disrespectful towards you or I'm jealous of you and I speak harshly to you, has nothing to do with you. It's really a reflection of me. But what I do is I take it personally and I give you back what you give me. So what we have to be, I think, is about consciously, we have to be about loving consciously, making our minds up that no matter how you behave, I'm going to stay on a path that I know is worthy of the gift of my life, which is to learn Learn. how to give love, despite what's happening around us. And, you know, I think with women, too, women, um, this world kind of sets us against one another. We believe that we're we're not enough, that we're never beautiful enough, we're never smart enough, we're never intelligent enough, you know, we're not tall enough, we're too fat. We're always picking, picking, picking at ourselves and thinking that that we need to be more, that we need to look differently, that we need to be differently, be in the world differently than we are. When each of us is more than enough and has more than enough, and that's how we have to begin our every day, understanding that, that there is nothing deficient about us.
2: It's very true, and it is, it is work, because I could relate to something. You know, I grew up believing my mother didn't like me, and again, I, think she, I know she loved me, but I didn't believe she liked me. But it was until I began to understand and come to the knowledge that God loved me, and I felt that love. And so, one of the things that I always preach is that, and I know this is something you felt too, you have to love yourself because you can't give what you don't have. So, That's right. all of my, it seems, all of my professional life and all that I'm trying to do is to inspire women and to hope, but to love them and to have them understand loving and giving goes together. And what I'm saying this because I know, Susan, you are full of love. And when people see you, they sense the love that you have, that it's encompassing. You don't have to wear signs, I'm, I love you, or placards telling people I love you. But when you are loving and kind, it emanates from you, which I'm certain this is what led for your deep love for community. But what have been some of your stumbling blocks – Uh, And obstacles in the way of developing and helping and reaching out to the community.
3: Well, you know, I think only wrong ideas and not believing that you have the capacity to do what life is calling you to do. And so I have doubts and fears and they emerge. But that's why every morning before I say you have to give yourself to yourself before you give yourself away. Uh You have to start with undergirding yourself and reminding yourself that you're not doing this work on your own, no matter what that work is, whether it's parenting or building a foundation or your own company or going to an organization to work, that life, the Holy Spirit, God, Allah, whatever you may call the divinity, is working through you, like what Uh we're doing out in Los Angeles with LA Cares, Los Angeles Cares. This is a recovery uh, effort for the community. Mm-hmm. And Shara Bland, our leader there, is being led by the Holy Spirit moving through her and everything that she needs, everything that you need, everything that we need to do the work of life. And the work of life is really helping those who are the least of these among us. When right. we dedicate ourselves to that, no matter what it is we're doing, life is going to support us and we're going to have all the tools that we need. So that's what I try to remember. And I try to really damp my fears and understand okay. that those shadows on the wall—that's all they are. They're shadows. There's nothing to be afraid of. You know that life is—is—it's not really a playground. This is a schoolroom,
2: and we're here. To <laughs> well, know. I feel like this. You only got one shot at this. <laughs> you know, you're the program director. You're the people use the analogy. You're the captain of the ship. You know, this is only one shot that you have, and make it good. I always say, "This is my one shot." You only have this one life, and to make it good. Susan, how did the founding of, of the <clears throat> National Cares movement begin? I know we have the L.A. Uh, cares movement, but how did you, the founding of it, be? Uh, you know, how did it come about? Well, yes,
3: before Los Angeles Cares and the National Cares Mentoring Movement, there was uh-huh. Essence Care. So I was the editor-in-chief of the magazine or the chief editor. And after Katrina, I just said, we have to do more. We just can't go back to New Orleans and have uh-huh. a beautiful music festival and a big party. It has to be a party with a purpose. So how can we ask, you know, hundreds of thousands of African-Americans to gather and go home and do something significant that would change the life of their community. And that's what gave birth to Essence Cares, which has grown into the National Cares Mentoring Movement, in 58 cities across the country where wow. our leaders, our volunteer army is out there recruiting mentors. We need, we need people because when the call goes out for mentors, it's white women who are usually uh-huh. the first respondents, and then white men, and then black women and black men. And we need we need African Americans to step up, stand up, and take charge of our community and help our children who are struggling along the margins.
2: How how do we get them? Uh, you know, one of the things I have to tell you, Susan, uh, I'm working with uh, teens uh, in a t- leadership academy, and I'm working with uh, a higher education institutions, trying to get more African-Americans and students of color into graduating out of high school, into college. And it's like there is such lethargy and apathy in the community. How do we get people, I mean, raised? I don't know what it is to get them going and parents and mentors involved because we have so much work to do. I'm frustrated, as you can hear in my voice, a little frustrated (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know, I understand the frustration, but we have to see what we 're coming from you know we're we 're overwhelmed, no matter where we are, and people don 't admit it they we 're under siege you know we 're not moving ahead in corporations as fast as we should be you know we 're not uh welcomed when we go to the bank to borrow money to invest in our in our companies. Uh, you can There are little paper cuts every day that we experience as people of color, as African-Americans, as people move away from you and maybe don't treat you. And those things, you know, we haven't recovered from the residual of enslavement. They didn't last for 10 years or 20 no. years, but two, over 250 years. So we're still healing from all that's hurting black America, and that's the work that the National Cares Mentoring Movement is doing. We are trying to help our mentors heal so that we can help to heal our communities.
2: Can you hold that point? We'll be right back. I'm going to take a commercial break. So, listeners, don't go away. Come back as I rejoin our conversation with my guest, Susan L. Taylor, today. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Tune in to Lou Augusta's A Rumor of Empathy.
3: Our show is committed to providing a generous listening, empathy, through conversations with our guests and you. Every issue deserves to be heard and thought out empathically. When it is properly sorted out, it becomes a solution rather than a problem. In Lou's program, his goal is to help you through conversations, which in turn can help your relationships and other aspects of your life. A Rumor of Empathy can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment.
1: Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beale. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet talk radio airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, for a power hour
0: of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts. Join the
2: effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time.
1: This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1 346 9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
2: Welcome back to Transformation for Success with my guest, Miss Susan L. Taylor, Chief, Editor, and Chief Emeritus of Essence Magazine and Founder, CEO of the National Cares Mentoring Movement. Susan, I have one last question I'd like to ask you in terms of what do you think will be your legacy? Because you've long been an advocate for social justice, and this National CARES movement is really taking off, and I know it's going to be a great – and I'm encouraging you listeners out there to serve as volunteers. And what would you like to say that will be your legacy, Susan?
3: You know, I'd like it to be ours. I'd like to say okay. that that we I like that. as African-Americans okay. – stepped up, we stood together, we linked arms and aims, and we moved the very fragile generation that really feels very put upon that we move them forward. And I just want to encourage everyone to visit our website, caresmentoring.org. That's caresmentoring.org, and to find an affiliate in your community. And if one is not there, to put your zip code in the, the little space there, you'll see it at the top right, and to please just get involved in mentoring in some way. I want to help, you know, one of our leaders build his or her organization in your city, the National Care Mentoring Movement. Our children need us. I thank you yes, so sir, much for you. inviting me to be with you, Dr. B.
2: Thank you so much, and I'm sorry we have to cut off today, but we've enjoyed listening for you and sharing your amazing journey today, and I wish you continued success. And if there's any way I can help, Susan, you know you can always call on me. I know thank you, so you have much. enjoyed the transformation journey, albeit a little short, but you have enjoyed listening to my thank guest God. today, Ms. Susan Taylor. And thank you again, Susan, for sharing those nuggets with us and your love. So listeners, you know, there are many challenges we all face in today's world, and we know some of them are good, some of them are bad, some are ugly, and there are many who are broken-hearted and disappointed and disillusioned. And as Susan had shared, there's much to do and with her passion for life and for loving and for living, she is doing something to create change. In this world, to help create pathways for children out of poverty and to equip them with the confidence and the well-being and the skills that they need to succeed in a global environment. And it's empowering and it's inspirational to hear stories of those who believe and know they can make a difference. Yet, they've met challenges, they've had obstacles, but with the help of God have overcome them with success I want to remind you that life is a journey, and it's a journey of carving away at worry and doubt, fear, and all the other negative emotions that can hold you back from pursuing your dreams. And as Ms. Taylor explained, she has fears. They're just bouncing off the wall. But to allay your fears and confront them and step out on faith, because once you step out, recognize and connect with the pure potential that God has placed within you. There's no stopping you from doing what you've been called to do and pursue your dream. I firmly believe that each and every one of us is born with a life purpose and a dream. Identifying it, acknowledging, and honoring this purpose perhaps is the most important action that you can take. So I want to challenge you To take charge of your life. Uh, I'm reminded of the book of David Canfield talks about take 100% responsibility for your life. Because this is your life. You are on a journey. You are the captain. You are the program director of this life. Use it wisely. Yes, there are trials. I had many tripping points that happened to me. Many obstacles to overcome. But I was determined to forge, and to love myself. I was driven to love myself and to love God who made me and who thought more of me than I actually thought of myself at one time. And I had to shake off all of the notions of what other people thought of me or what other people said I should or could be, but to walk my own path and to be extraordinary by myself. So I challenge all of you who are there to become a change agent in your community. Do the best that you can. Like most people, you want success and you want it now. But transformational change takes work. And sometimes, and oftentimes, people want to bypass the work. But there are things that you must do to get results. And it's empowering to learn from others who've achieved at the same level that you might desire. And you can learn transformational success more rapidly. So, and the words of Susan Taylor, and as I say, love, loving yourself enough to give yourself away. This is a show for everyone. The young, the bold, the seasoned, and the restless. And each week, I am passionate about changing and giving you hope giving you inspiration, giving you that drive, that desire to say that your genius is your faith in the goodness of life, knowing that when we strive to be kind and loving and true to our purpose, which is to care for the least of these and leave our world better than we found it. And so I want to ask and put you on assignment I'm going to ask you, listeners out there, if you have an incredible story that you'd like to share with me of how this show may have helped you in any small way, I'm inviting you to write me info at transformationforsuccess.net. Again, that's info at transformationforsuccess.net. I want to know what has contributed to your current success, growth, and development? And has this show been a help to you? How important is it that you would suggest that others listen to this show? I know that many of you may have been encouraged by listening to Ms. Taylor today on the show, and I want to thank you for listening. I want to say that next week, I'm coming back with another wonderful Wonderful guest. So I want to bless you and want to encourage you to be inspired. I want you to be challenged. Be grateful. Be successful. Be blessed. And I'll see you next week. Walk your own path towards success and become extraordinary for your CEST. I'll be back next week with another dynamic individual who served as a change agent in her community. So watch for me on Transformation for Success, the Empowerment Channel on Voice America. And this is Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach, signing off. Have a blessed day.
1: We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success, Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.